With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <sighs> we did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here. Mapping timelines here. Or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M I R O.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Leading Edge Cricket. Today we are dissecting England's first series loss since 2014 at home. <laughs> what is going on? I'm Rob. This is Rich. Rich, where do we even start? Seven years. Oh. We say what I always say every time, Rob. How's it going, mate? What's going on? I'm, I'm confused. I'm conf- <laughs> it, it was always going to be a really hard challenge playing a very skilled, very consistent, yeah. well-rounded New Zealand team that, for, for all quotas, don't have a mystery spinner, don't have someone bowling mm. 90 mile an hour, but are one of the best bowling attacks in the world. But it's the way the loss has come about, which has caused quite a lot of problems for a lot of fans. It was a hammering, wasn't it? It was an absolute, you know, just destroying of this England test side. Um, where to start, really, Rob? I, I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Are we, are we talking, was it 2014 we were just looking at? Was the yes. last time. Yeah. So first, what was that? We lost time. We lost a series at, at home. Is that right? I'm lost already. 2014. 2014. 2014. This, there is so much potential before we start digging into it. There is so much potential in some of these players and some of the batting in this team and just some of the players in this team. But is this one of the worst batting lineups at the moment that we've seen in years? And we've seen some shocking teams over the years when you think back to the sort of 90s era. I, I don't think that's been over the top 
forget about the potential of these lads. I mean, Joe Root only scored 42 runs. That was his top score, sorry, in this in this, uh, in this this two-test match series. Yeah. Not including him in, him in this, but this is an awful batting lineup. It's poor, mate. It's poor. We, poor. You, you look at where England used to be in the 90s. Even in the 90s, they would still have two, maybe three players of mm. a high-class calibre that might average 40 in test cricket. That was the mm. benchmark. Then we got yeah. into this like 2005 to 2000, probably 14 era where we were spoiled mm. by Peterson, Cook, Strauss, uh, Triscothic, all these guys that average 40 and both. Matt Pryor coming mm. at seven, averaging 40, with just ridiculous mm. amounts of talent and oozing it. Mm. And then since they've gone and since the game has evolved, we've struggled more and more year after year to try mm. and replace guys that average 30, let <laughs> alone 40. If you're lucky. Right. Yeah, if you you're right. lucky. Going potential through the roof, but what is mm. acceptable? Because sometimes people just aren't ready. You know, mm. Mark Rampakash wasn't ready till he was 37. Yep. By then, he was too old scoring 2,000 runs a year mm. in county championship. So mm. it's, it's it's deeply disappointing. It, it really is. And it, it's just, you think going into this, two test matches against New Zealand, I'm not going to say we're evenly matched, obviously, because England did, did rest the players from the IPL and Stokes injury, etc. Um, but you wouldn't have said these teams were a mile apart. Not when you consider Broad and Anderson, etc. were playing. Um but it just seems that this has just dug up so many questions. Yeah. There's no answers. No answers have been given for where we go. And, and this series was just a little bit of a warm-up before we get some white ball cricket. And then it's five test matches against India. Then it's the Ashes. And that was the focal point. We're building towards the Ashes, even though India are coming to town um, in July and August or August, September. Um, how, how has this helped us? It's, it's completely put question marks everywhere. Probably the only person I would say in the batting lineup. I'm sure we'll get to the bowling at some point, but the batting is really what we need to focus on today. And probably Rory Burns is the only person that's probably probably helped his cause um, in this in this series. And he's batted fantastically well. He's took his form from county cricket. He went away, didn't he? He was 50, 50, 50. He got himself 100 and then he just kept going. Got himself 181 in the second test. Um, and he looks good. But apart from that, I mean, Joe Root's not going anywhere. But apart from that, there's just questions along, you know, with the next four, Sibley, Crawley, Pope, Lawrence, Bracey, do we class him as a batsman after these two test matches? <laughs> I don't want to be harsh. It, it, it is, a, it is, it is a little bit harsh because he, he can bat, mm. but an average of oh, two point six time. isn't yeah. the best start to his career. I think the things <laughs> that that stand out is Bracey mentally looked like he wasn't quite a test cricketer yet. He didn't have enough no. experience to go back mm. on and go, oh, it's not quite working. This is how I grind mm. through it. He didn't have mm. that in his in his game. And you saw it with the gloves as well. He struggled with the gloves in the second yeah. test match. Big time. And mm. I think little things like that, and you know, we're a big advocate of having the best wicketkeeper possible yeah. in the team. It it seeps and bleeds into every aspect of your game when your wicketkeeper mm. is untidy. And that's not going James Brace is the reason we were poor, but it highlights massively that we didn't do anything well. And if, you know, if you're clean in the field, it leads to better performances. It backs up the bowlers better. It creates confidence. Mm. Whereas when things are going wrong on the the minuscule things that should be a hundred out of a hundred time, mm. it's, it's problematic. Yeah. We spoke about Bracey, didn't we, after the first test and, and you asked the question about his keeping and I, I couldn't think, I couldn't think how it was. So in that, that way, that tells me it was neat and tidy. It was fine. It wasn't anything dramatic. It didn't, didn't catch any eyes. Didn't really uh, catch any detractors either. It was just fine. 
But second test, he was sloppy. There was a lot of focus put on him as well, wasn't there, about watching the ball into the hands. Um, you know, this showed Jack Russell didn't used to watch the ball all the way into the hands. I think we're kind of probably going a bit over the top, for, you know, destroying his techniques. But yeah. he's an OK keeper. But yeah. it should have been folks. If it wasn't folks, obviously Butler, it will be. Probably should be Bearstow. And there might be one or two others out there. Lauren, oh, sorry, Bracey was not in this test side, I don't think, originally, to keep wicket. He was there to bat at three, potentially. Yeah. I don't know if Crawley would have played either of these tests as much as I think Bracey might have batted at three, give him a chance. And then you would have had folks in getting his chance finally playing in England. Yeah. Bracey was thrown in. It's a difficult place, you know, a difficult way to, to get into a test match cricket, isn't it? One thing, focus on your batting. Focus on your batting and then concentrate for all those overs at a time in the field. You're never properly switched off, are you? So it's been a difficult ask for him. So we, we will joke a little bit, I'm sure, about him. But it's been a rough one. And you do hope he comes back strong. Um, he certainly has had a good summer up to this point with the bat, um, but um, but I can't see him in an England shirt for the foreseeable future after the way he's played the last couple of games. It'll be very difficult. And you talk about um, Bairstow with a great mm. light in terms of he's a better player when he's mentally involved mm. in the game, every ball yeah. and wicket keeping. Maybe it's not quite the same mm. for Bracey because he's he had yeah. 14 games he kept in his career mm. in first class cricket. Really? That's he's the least experienced keeper to ever keep for England, or one of the top four. I can't remember what exactly they were saying. That's but crazy, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit back to the drawing board, but I think going forward, you've got your one, you've got your two, you've got Burns, um, and you've got Butler as your keepers, and they're the mm-hmm. ones that's going to be involved in the India series. They're the ones that's going to be involved in the Ashes, Rich. Yeah. Question marks massively from the commentators, from fans, from everyone watching. Yep. Sibley at the top. Has he done enough in this series to go, he's worth further investment at this point? For me, no. But I think this setup wants him to succeed. And when I talk about the setup, I think I'm talking about Root, I'm talking about potentially Silverwood. Look at the way they played. I had a bit of a rant, didn't I, about basically saying it was a glorified net for Dom Sibley in the end of the second test uh, innings of the first test. They wanted him to succeed. It didn't matter, I don't think, if we won the game or even attempted to try and win the game for one ball. I think as long as Dom Sibley came out of that looking okay, which he did, 60 not out, I think it was. Was it not out or 60? It was, was not out, was it? Yeah. Unbeaten, yeah. I think that was a success. But I, I just want to, before we kind of break down who did what in the innings, et cetera, um, and run through it, I think the the lack of intent, the, the cautious, conservative approach to the first test has bitten this team on its backside. I think if they'd have gone after it a little bit, they would have come into this test on, on a bit of a high. They would have, I'm not saying if they won it, but even if they'd have given it a damn good go, they've still lost the series 1-0. They could have gone for that, potentially lost the first game and maybe not, you know, got a draw out of this one or got a win out of this one. But because they didn't go for it, I think that that's impacted them negatively. Um, and just the mentality wasn't quite there. Players still fiddling around, not really knowing where to turn. Um I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just, just trying to force an argument. But, um, no, but you are onto yes. something. Devon Conway mm. came off and he, he talked on New Zealand TV and I'm sure it was on mm. Sky Sports News in England. And he was talking about how much he appreciated the New Zealand mindset and the coaches yeah. of going, you can play cricket. We've seen you yeah. play cricket. Go out there and play your natural game. And that brought mm. the best out of him. He scored yeah. two, uh, 280, uh, a 20 mm. odd. He, he looks a test match cricketer. But you're exactly right in what you're saying. But you take people of a a Lawrence, who's an aggressive player, Ollie Pope, who's a Mm. really positive forward player, is that Crawley who wants to score runs, Joe Root, who's better when Mm. he's fluent. 
and yeah. say, right, we're just we're shutting up shop. That yeah. goes against everything that they are. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to play match situations, mm. but there's match situations and then there's going so far away from the game that you're, mm. you know, you've taken your pads off at 3.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> it's... Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's this just, I mean, as we go through this line, there are so many question marks now, isn't it? And I just think, I'll just reiterate that point. If they'd have maybe had a go at it, Zach Crawley wouldn't have been sat there for 16, 18 balls struggling and trying to work out what to do. Basically, yeah. all he was probably saying is, don't get out, don't get out, yeah. don't get out. Oh my God, I've just just flashed at one. Yeah. Um, he goes into the second test with more confidence. Pope, maybe he had a go chasing. and you know He could have been fluid, playing some shots. And again, he gets himself going a little bit more. Same for Dan Lawrence. There was players there that could have done it. it can, can you imagine if we look at that, this situation again, you know, parallel universe where Bracey and Dan Lawrence were the not out men after we've just chased down 270 odd yeah. against News in the first test. Suddenly test careers just go off in a completely different direction. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I just, I just think the mindset wasn't there and I think it had an impact in the second test match. But, you know, what do we know? Um, this second test match has just got to be said, just jump onto it quickly if we can, Rob. Jimmy Anderson, his 162nd test match appearance, seventh of all time. He's now just gone ahead of Alistair Cook, who, who made 161. Nobody was going to beat Alistair Cook's 161, I'm sure. Jimmy Anderson, top bowler um, in test match appearances. It's just ridiculous. It Sessions is. 200. Jimmy is now only six behind Ricky Ponson in second spot of all time, 168 test matches. It's, it's so, mental, mate. It's it's to have that longevity mm. as a seam bowler is unheard of. And I think mm. you, you know, years ago, you know, he was a brilliant one day bowler and an evolving cricketer, and his his bowling average at one point dropped down to about thirty six, mm. thirty seven. Um, mm. And then I think it might have been New Zealand two thousand eight. He really kind of changed his career for the next thirteen years. Now that makes me feel old. Uh, but the fact that he stepped away or got forced to step away from white ball cricket when he did, even though he was good enough, has probably added another three, four years to his career overall. And I remember looking back going, I don't agree with this. But mm. now when I look at it, I'm like, well, actually, you've you've set up this England bowling unit for a decade. You know, Broad mm. made his debut in 2007. He's still going. Anderson in 2003, he's still going. It's incredible. Yeah, the longevity is just ridiculous. I mean, Brody's on a good of a bit of a march as well, isn't he? So it'll be interesting to see where it all all settles when he's finished as well. But but if if Jimmy stays fit, if he if he's pretty much fit, they might rest him for the odd game. But five Test matches against India, Ashes five Test matches, we could see the second most capped player ever in Test history yeah. uh, by that time that's done. And for the fact that that's a bowler is just ridiculous. But like you said. They've put things in place. He made decisions years ago that he's having an impact now. And it's, um, you know, what what a player. He didn't quite have the test match he would have wanted, uh, but nobody really did for England, did they? So should we should we rattle through um, the scorecards and just see where we are? Big, big thing going into this test match as well. Just a couple of things. No Jack Leach again. Yeah. Um, strange. They, they called him. Well, I, I don't think they got it right. <laughs> Let's put it that way. They seem to be overly worried about the balance of the team with no Ben Stokes. Yeah. Um, I think just, you know, let's have a go with putting in your six, six best batsmen, a keeper, and your four best bowlers. And I think Leach might have been more impact than one of the two quicks. And I'm surprised they played Broad and Anderson in both test matches as well. I don't see the sense in that, to be honest. This started out being a bit of a give some opportunities, don't want to have give debuts out or players not playing test match cricket for ages uh, before we go, go to the Ashes. 
Um, you know, Overton was back in the squad, wasn't it? We spoke about that. He didn't get a, a game. He, you know, he's ripped things up yeah. in the counties. 36 wickets, of give or take, in yeah. about six games. He should have played. Obviously, there's that issue in the background. I think there might have been a bit of a PR holding back. But I personally didn't like the balance of that bowling attack with, with Wood and Stone in the same team. I know that you, I think you might have said you'd quite like, yeah, I think that was your prediction, actually, the, the two together. I might be wrong. I might just dreamt it, Rob. I just dream about things that you might have said or might not have said. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm coming or going. Um, but I didn't like that. Stones, for me, uh, he's a good bowler, a very good bowler, but he hasn't quite shown me that he's an international yeah. quick bowler yet. Yeah. Mark Wood, love him. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. And to be honest, in this test match, he was in the team more for his batting, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was only Rory Burns that scored more runs for England in this test match. Um, I might be wrong. Oh, and Dan Lawrence, sorry. How can I forget Dan Lawrence? Um, so, yeah, that balanced the team. I, I probably would have played Leach instead of one of those two quicks. And I probably would have put Overson in instead of one of the, the senior boys as well. It's interesting. Wood and Anderson are two bowlers in this England rotation. Hate hate quotes, but rotation mm-hmm. era. That are rotated. Wood gets injured. That's a fact. He needs yep. resting. He can't play back-to-back test matches at the same intensity. And his bowling mm. speed was about five six percent down, and you know you go oh, five six percent. That's not a lot, but it's gone from yeah. bowling ninety five to about ninety, which is still fast. But in mm. the grand scheme of things, is a big change, and his effectiveness mm. I felt was a, a a little bit less. And Jimmy Anderson is one of those guys that you want to hold on to and try and keep him as fit as possible, so he doesn't get injured. Mm. Again, his effectiveness as a bowler, which is. Mm. astronomical normal the impact that he has on mm. test matches and on moments and battles mm. was subsequently a little bit down I would have liked to have seen a spinner in there um, mm. but what can you do you've, you've picked your squad and you've, the, yeah. you've obviously made a choice not to play Overton because of PR so it, it limits the options Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the big change, it really was just stone in for Robinson, wasn't it? And then it was unchanged from there for New Zealand. Um, Kane Williamson was injured. So we were playing New Zealand without arguably the third or fourth best batsman in the world. Um, even though first game, he didn't look like he was. Um, but Tom Latham, he got the captain's uh, armband for this game, didn't he? Will Young came in at three, four, um, for Kane Williamson. We also saw um, Daryl Mitchell in for Colin de Grandholm, a bit of a uh, straight switch there. Tom Blundell took the gloves. Um, before Devon Conway, Tom Blundell hit a century on debut. This is how well off New Zealand mm. are at the minute. They have yeah. depth. But yeah, Blundell came in for BJ Watlin. Uh, he'll be really disappointed uh, because obviously he's retiring after the World Test Championship. So that's one less test match against his name. But I'm sure he just wanted to be fit for that and go out on a, on a high. And then it was Matt Henry in um, alongside Trent Bolt for Southie and the big guy, Carl Jameson. And then Ajaz Patel, like you were saying, Rob much better bowler and he was in for Mitch Santner. So a lot of changes for, for New Zealand. Six. Uh, six changes. Yeah. Six. Second, six. I think it's six. six <laughs> changes on the dick. And I think it was the second most amount of changes that ever made in a test yeah. match series, test on test. But it just showed you again the mentality in New Zealand yeah. not being afraid to, to change things up, to do something. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas England went ultra conservative again and just made the one change. But anyway, by the by. So England, bad first, Rob, 303. Rory Burns, 81. Sibley, 35. Um, there were 72 for one. And at that point, just a little bit before that, I remember I turned around to partner and just said, this is a good start from England, but we could be 140 all out. Um, and then when we were sort of you know, 85 for three after being 72 for one, I was getting a little bit nervous, but they did solidify a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. Um, you know, Sibley 35 did okay. Um, but then Crawley, nothing. Root gone. Ollie Pope flattered to deceive. Dan Lawrence played fantastic. Well, 81. Yeah. He was struggling hugely, wasn't he, at the start of these innings? I think there was that shot where he backed away to about minus six stump or you know another six two sets of wickets and cut one off his leg stump ridiculous shot not in a good way just a ridiculous shot but it got him going and after that he didn't look back um we'll i'll get you jumping in a sec bracy as well mate. i'll leave it there i honestly thought bracy was gonna cry when he, yeah. he he just dropped his head went down he just put his hands on the top of his bat we've 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 all struck that pose after getting cleaned up first ball or getting caught out, and it was a horrific shot. Um, yeah, I mean, apart from Stone and Wood having a bit of a lash later on, there wasn't much from that middle order apart from Dan Lawrence, Rob. No, it was mm. it was quite it was a usual England batting mm. activity, I suppose. It's yeah. so many times yeah. we see England, then they come out, they're they're in a position, then they lose three or four. I don't know what it mm. is about wearing an England shirt that means you lose three mm. or four wickets for not many runs, and this is what happened and. You know, Ollie Pope is a guy who's in immense form in county cricket. Everyone looks to him and go, he's an international mm. cricketer. He's an international yeah. cricketer. He looks a million dollars, but every single time in this test series where he's batted, mm. he's got some runs and got out. Yeah, yeah. He's, this is, we spoke to him We spoke to him about him, didn't we, in, in, when we were talking about the county championship pre these test matches. And he's one of those players that he'll 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 have a run of these nineteen twenties or whatever they are, but then he will go and score a massive hundred. Yeah. So he is a match winner, but he has to at some point cash in. Yeah. He has to actually show us that he is that player at test level that he can go and do that. It's all well and good looking fantastic for for nineteen, twenty three, twenty five, thirty, whatever. But he's got to at some point go on and get that big hundred and show us exactly who he is. I just wonder with Pope whether or not he might be a bit of an early Ian Bell. We've obviously got the obvious comparisons, but also Bell wasn't an established player in the team initially, was he? He didn't get picked and then play 100 test matches. He was in and out quite a bit initially, or at least there was a lot of conversations about being out, in and out as well. Pope could go the same way. I don't think we will have we will write him off. I don't think we'll ever be going, oh, Pope only played a few test matches and he never came back. He will be a test player for 60, 70, God knows how many test matches but he has to start finding consistency. Yeah, he does. Um, and we'll go on to, we'll talk about them all together in a bit, I suppose, you know, with comments from Graham Thorpe, et cetera, later on. But he's the one in this lineup that looks the gorgeous player. Crawley potentially looks a correct old-fashioned or more old-fashioned player, certainly when put up against the likes of Lawrence, Sibley and Burns with their quite difficult techniques to, to watch sometimes. But, um, but Pope's... Yeah, he's he's just got to find that consistency, or he will not be in this test side um, in the coming uh, coming games. Yeah, uh, huge mm. credit to Lawrence, mate. He was a yeah, it was a Gutsy. classy knock, and it's a shame mm. he didn't really get the chance to go on the next day. You know, mm. Mark Wood came in and played flashy, and then yeah. within space of four or five overs, Broad and Anderson are both gone. Yeah. So a bit of a shame he didn't get to take that forward. But this is the biggest career highlight at test level we've seen of Dan Lawrence. And mm. against a good bowling attack, backs against the wall. If I'm Chris Silwood, I'm going, 
Dan Lawrence, number six in the Ashes. I can see it. I can see him playing mm. that role for us um, in the Ashes, mm-hmm. given what he's what he's up against here. Yeah, so he's I'd got like something that. about him. Yeah, he's got something about him as well, hasn't he, Dan Lawrence? And I think that's what's going to put him ahead of, say, for example, a Zach Crawley or a Pope for that number six spot because he seems to have that confidence. He's a talker in the field, and we know that when as teams we've played for and any team you play for, you need to have that those people that are ver- you know vocal, verbal. Just up for it, confident, um, gets everyone else moving, doesn't he? And, he? and he's got that part to his game and just that little bit of arrogance as well. Um, yes. And if you go into Australia, you want someone that's got a bit of niggle about them uh, to give, because you're going to get plenty over there. You're going to get heaps. That's just from the the nice people in the in the country, um, <laughs> let alone the, the Bogans and the, uh, the, the rest of them. Um, so, yeah, he's done himself no harm whatsoever after a pretty disappointing first test. Um, James Bracey, as we said, it faced one ball, Rob. It was a ridiculous shot, a bit of a flash, wasn't it? Um, you know, it basically it was Trent Bolt just just kind of going, I'm going to throw a really full and wide delivery to this bloke yeah. in his second test match who doesn't look like he's quite there yet. And I bet he's going to nick off. <laughs> he's going to chase it and nick he's off. He's going to have a go. It's a bit like what, what Southie did in the first test match mm. to, to Crawley mm. and to Lawrence. Mm. Straight, 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 wide of the crease, mm. swing it away. He's going to have a flash at that. Yeah, yeah. Simple cricket, and of course, Bracey would have wanted just to get bat on ball. He just yeah, exactly, and get a run. And that's it. And in some ways, you can't blame him. You can't blame that mentality. If he'd have creamed that through for four, he might have got himself a big score. We might have been talking about a Dan Lawrence hundred and a Bracey whatever, but that's cricket. First ball, he's leaning over on his bat and he's going just swallow me up, world. <laughs> so I think that's where you need to look at the New Zealand bowling attack and. Dotty cap a little bit because they did oh, it in the first test with Southie. This one mm. they get Trent Bolt fresh out of quarantine and isolation yep. in a 64 hour around the world flight, mm-hmm. comes in and takes four wickets, bowls pretty well. A couple of the wickets down the order, but bowl pretty well. Matt Henry, who averages 45 in test match cricket before this test, mm. played in England, always been on the back burner of New Zealand cricket behind Bolt, Wagner, Southie, gets his mm. opportunity. In my eyes, was probably the pick of the bowlers for New Zealand. He he looked yep. the most threatening, bowled a good line in length. And Neil mm-hmm. Wagner, for all this, he gets a lot of wickets bowling shorts. Most wickets with a bouncer mm-hmm. in Test cricket over the last ten years, mate. He mm-hmm. does, but mm. that doesn't mean he's a skillful, not a skillful bowler. He mm. takes it across the right hander, as we saw um, Dan Lawrence in the second innings, and mm. he can swing it back. And he's probably yeah. going to bowl one halfway down. He's a very intelligent mm-hmm. cricketer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it is a really talented bowling attack. Uh, Daryl Mitchell looked tidy, just to just to go all the way to the other extreme. Ajaz Patel, I can see why people wanted him in the team ahead of Santner. Yep. Um, Wagner is just, he'll keep running all day. He's the guy that is the captain. If you ever need somebody, you just, yep. I need something to happen. Throw him the ball. Just, just bowl me bounces. Bowl me outside off stump. Bowl me a fast spell. No matter what you want, he'll do it. And I think one of the commentators we're talking about, you don't know Wagner if he's bowled one over or, or 35 overs in the day. He looks the same. He's just yes. a machine, isn't he? Uh, Trent Bolt is amazing. He's just incredible. One of the finest bowlers out there. But Matt Henry, man of the match. You know, he, he's he's on the outside looking a lot of the time. He gets his opportunity, takes six weeks in the game for just over 100 runs, give or take, 110 runs. And he's man, man of the match. Simple as that. People, I think it was Kent he played for in county cricket a couple of years ago. They know. The batsmen yeah. in county cricket that we were up against him, they know. And he probably knows a few of these guys as well. So that was obviously a big help for him. Um, so 303, though, not a bad score for England, in my opinion. Um, 
and and they made a pretty good start in in response. Tom Lapin, maybe the weight of captaincy, uh, he was gone pretty early inside about just about inside six overs. And then we thought Devon Conway was going to go on and and smash another massive massive score, and he was he was gutted to be out on eighty. He looked like he was yeah. cruising at that point. Yeah. Um, Will Young eighty two as well. We said come in for Kane Williamson. He's been scoring runs for Durham. Really good knock. Dan Lawrence snaffled him. Uh, caught Pope Dan Lawrence, uh, Bold Lawrence. So. That was a little bit of a different one. And then Ross Taylor struggling for form, 80 runs at number four. Again, looked like he was going to get out pretty sharpish on this one, but stuck yeah. at it and got himself a good score, didn't he? Uh, some, some decent striking. And then Nichols and Blundell both both had pretty good con- contributions. Um, yeah, I mean, just fire away any thoughts you've got over that batting display first from New Zealand, and then we'll uh, we'll have a little chat about the, uh, the bowlers. Yeah, I, I thought, it, again, it's one of those things where no one has particularly stood out. Three of your top six have made 80, which England would be crying mm. out for. Yeah. It's, it's a team performance. You, mm. Everyone's chipped in with something. Matt Henry at nine with 12, Ajaz Patel at 10 with 20, Trent Bolt 12 not out at 11. Wherever mm. they are in the order, they have added value. Ross Taylor mm. came in with a, it felt like a slightly different mindset. He looked a lot more mm. aggressive and assured and he's like, I'm going to go bat on ball here and I'm going to yep. try and hit myself into a bit of form. Good for mm. him. I had a conversation with one of our friends um, with Ginger Hair the other day about Will Young just before the test match started. And mm. I'd put out some graphics about him and he averages 40 in first-class cricket down in New mm. Zealand. Eight centuries, he averaged 39 at Durham. And I said to him, I goes, I just don't think he's quite good enough for test cricket. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, <laughs> and he texts mm. he text me on WhatsApp the next day after he made runs with a little quotation mark. And I said it, <laughs> I was like, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Will, Will Young mm. looked class and... You know what it's like. I'm not comparing this team to an Australian team of the early 2000s, but what's mm. happening is very similar in terms of you've got a starting eleven that people are yep. playing really well and can't get mm. into that team. Then when mm. there's an opportunity, they come in and they're ready to perform because mm. they've played enough cricket at enough intensity to be able to mm. do it, which is yeah. and it's, it's just a completely different situation to what England find themselves in because they've got a young team. Whereas I said before mm. the start of this series, this is peak New Zealand. Guys are 29 mm. to 32. They've played together for five years. Um, since, and I was talking before the podcast, 2004, New Zealand were ranked seven in the world in test mm. cricket. They're now number one in test cricket, number one in one days, two World Cup finals back-to-back in a World Test mm. Championship. This is the finest batch of depth of generation in New Zealand history. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned that Australia team. People like Mike Hussey didn't break in until late, and then he was yeah. a superstar. England in the, the the probably one of the you know finest England teams we can look back on. Certainly in our living memory, Trot came in the team late. There were people established that knew the game, that had their ups, that had the downs. More importantly, and they'd got themselves back up. They might have had technical issues, and they sorted them out. And by the time they hit Test Arena, either again or for the first time, they're ready. If you want legendary service. If you, you want sweeter discounts, trap under Linwick and Sherrod. See what it's all about. Switch to Sherrod. Get a quote and save by bundling auto and home with Sherrod. 
This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy, but Planet Fitness has the cure. Boost your energy with tons of equipment and our clean and spacious clubs for $1 down and $10 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal extended to Wednesday, April 12th. See Home Club for details. They know what to come. They know what might be in front of them. They know that if this happens, if I have this issue, I'm going to get through it because I have done before. I can lean back on that experience. Um, and some of these young blokes are learning as they go. They're finding the first time that they are actually properly struggling in cricket, probably since they've picked up a bat when they were yeah. kids. Such natural talent amongst them all. Um, it doesn't look like some of them were coached, does it? <laughs> some of the techniques in that Bingham lineup. Well, that's, um, a, that's another point, man, because... Um, I've been thinking about this quite a lot lately, more than I probably should, but... <laughs> unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, unhealthy obsession. But I've been going through um, Plunkett Shield stats over the last 20 mm. years, and it amazes wow. me how many names come up that you're mm. like, I didn't know Scott Borthwick came to New Zealand to play a year no. of first-class cricket. I didn't okay. know this guy came in to play a year mm. of cricket. I didn't know this guy went and played Sydney Grey cricket, whatever it is. Mm. Mm. Where do the guys go who are deemed international quality these days, they go and do mm. the T20 circuit. So they are playing that way mm. all year round. They're not going yeah. to Australia and getting the heads knocked off. They're not going to New Zealand and playing on mm. a, a green seamer uh, against a different bowling attack, different conditions. They're missing mm. out, potentially, I'm not putting everyone mm. in the same bracket, but a lot of players are missing out on that experience, tangible experience oh. of playing world-class yeah. opposition wherever you go in different conditions yeah. and it's in the extended form of the game isn't it it's in the red ball form of the game it's you know we we can't blame t20 and one day cricket for players techniques but yeah. they are so forced now to play a certain way and you know county cricket start of the summer back end of the summer focal point of this year is going to be white ball cricket yeah like you said you know, going overseas now, if the money's there, they're going to go overseas and play a competition. Instead of going to play club cricket, grade cricket in Australia, they're going to go and play Bangladesh T20 or such and such 10 over league or whatever it might be. That's they're going to be their preference, isn't it? If they can get a gig, you know, agent, get me on this. Um, it's it's a really valid point And it's that combination, isn't it? It's not just the play in the white ball, but it's also missing out on what you could have been doing at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so it really is hurting some of these young players, and um, they, they're, they're just going to have to find a way around it. It's simple as that, isn't it? And with the ball, Jimmy Anderson didn't have a particularly good test match, uh, just the one wicket in this innings. Brody, four, four wickets, Mark Wood, two, Stone, two. Um, nothing really jumped out in this performance to me with the ball. Broad, exceptional, and he's had a great summer so far without the reward that we spoke about quite a lot. Mark Wood has had a good test match because of the runs. Um, that he scored, etc. Um, nothing's really jumping out uh, to say, well played, well bowled. Thought, he looked fantastic. He's nailed down a spot. I thought Broad's been very unlucky and he's bowled very, very well. And his full for 48 of 23 overs is testament to that um, super yeah. performance. I'd be quite interested to see a little bit more of Dan Lawrence as the part-time spinner. He does perform yeah. that role for Essex regularly. Well, we, and we spoke about it, didn't we? When when they didn't go with Leach, and we were saying, I don't think they'll go with Leach for the first test match at least. Yeah. Then you said, you got Root and Lawrence in mm. bowl. But Lawrence didn't really get a look in, did he, in the first test? And it's a big so, difference strange. between the teams. So Root, Root mm. went at threes in the first test match. He's bowled here 15 overs for 45 mm. going at threes. And you could look at that and you go, that's all right. 
But the mad situation in the first two tests is mm. a three-run rate is quite high, mm. and it's non-aggressive cricket. The game has ticked mm. over for 15 overs while he recharges his seamers, whereas mm. New Zealand moving from Santner, who performed a very similar um, non-aggressive role, to Ajas Patel, who mm. went and took two for 34 off 14 overs and is constantly mm. challenging the bat and is a genuine out-and-out spinner. Yeah, makes a difference, doesn't it? It's, ask, it's asking for control, but also an attacking edge. Yep. Um, and it's just not there, is it, at the moment? You, you potentially can get it overseas. You know, if, if Joe Root wants to go and get whatever, how many wickets it was in the first day in India, that's one thing, isn't it? Uh, but not at uh, Edge Baston. Um, 85 lead going into the second innings, and this is where the game changed, basically. England skilled for 122. Uh, Mark Wood top scoring with 29, five boundaries and a six. Had a bit of a biff, didn't he? Um, Apart from that, Ollie Pope, another start, 23. Yeah. Uh, Joe Root, 11, a start. Zach Crawley, 17. I'm sure that'll be his, his top scorer of this series, won't it? Um, 15 for Stone, 29 for Wood. Nothing for Lawrence in this one. We spoke about what a brilliant performance. Maybe there's a corner turn. He's then a second balled up. Uh, James Bracey, he got runs. He, you know, he can go away and say, I scored runs. Yeah. Um, after his two ducks, he got himself eight um, off the 20 balls, including the boundary. So at least he's broke the duck, hasn't he? But a, a pretty pathetic effort in that second innings. Um, and when you consider the crowd that was in there, um, the football crowd, was it? Cricket crowd? I'm going to be a bit of a purist here. <laughs> it's like, lads, stop singing the same song. They the had a great time. time. There was a lot of pent up uh, everything, wasn't there, for the last year and a half. So I'm not going to hold it against them, but give me some different songs. Um, but yeah, when you think about that and then just think about the lacklustre display, uh, you know, setting up a pretty straightforward target um, for, for New Zealand. It it's, was just so disappointing. It's poor, mate. The fact that New Zealand batted again was a testament mm. to Stone and Wood adding a few down the yeah. order again. It's nothing to do with the top six. Mm. Burns has had a great series, can't get on his back. However, no. one, Black Caps didn't drop catches. England did drop catches, drop Will Young. Mm. Um, mm. Makes a big difference. Dom mm. Sibley starting to see a little bit of a theme here, getting mm-hmm. squared up outside off stump, nicking off. Now, we, we all find ways of getting out for periods of time, and everyone mm. does get out. KP got out against left-arm spin. Was he bad against left-arm spin? He wasn't bad, but mm. <laughs> they're going to bowl something at you. But yeah. for me, mm. it's slightly dangerous for Dominic Sibley because mm. it's the ball that he isn't on the front foot and he's not on the back foot. Now, if he's going to Australia against Pat Cummings, bowling that length, if I'm Graham Thorpe, I'm going, right, we really need to do some work around this. It's like watching Atherton or Hussein getting squared up to Glenn McGraw mm. with the hip coming through. Mm. Slightly, slightly worrying. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> Just Zach, slightly. Zach Crawley <laughs> is causing me headaches, and he shouldn't be because I, yeah. I don't need them. He averaged five <laughs> in the series. Which Wowzers. let's all just say that's not good enough. And I saw people on Twitter going, Well, he should be opening. And I'm like, Have you seen him open? He is not an opener. Seven matches as an opener, 13 innings, a highest of 66, 250s, an average of 20. Yeah. That is it's not a, a guy that should be opening. The thing is, we're looking back at the, the guy that scored 267 yep. at the Aegeus Bowl last summer against Pakistan and looked like we have found a superstar. Yeah, not necessarily a box office, but we have found a stud, a player that will bat an innings for us and score runs if you know at a steady rate. Yep. Since that knock, nine single figure scores in 12 innings. 
and just 21 runs at, like you said, at 5.25 against New Zealand in this two test matches. Nine single figures in 12 innings. I was talking about, I think Crawley could be the opener that they'll go for to replace Sibley if Sibley either wasn't fit, hadn't proved his fitness or, or wasn't selected. He's no longer in that conversation. I don't think he's in the conversation to bat number three against India. Um, I like him. I'd like to think that he can make a make a you know a, a remake his name in county cricket, sort his trigger out, sort his technique out, sort out what's going on with him. I'd like to think he can come back. Sibley, he needs to learn how to open up the other side of the field. Yeah, Pat Cummins at all. They are not going to be bowling at the middle stump at him in the Ashes. They're going to be channeling it outside off stump, aren't they, all day? Or they'll be nipping the odd one, middle, middle and off, moving the ball away, bowling short, whatever. But they will not be bowling there and feeding him. New Zealand bowled quite generously um, at the stumps to him um, over the course of these couple of test matches. So that number two and three, Burns is in at the moment, isn't he? Um, he's, he's, he's doing all right. He's got an improving record. He's up to 33 average now. Uh, but he does have a first-class average of 42. So he And he has had a really good good run of form. So hopefully he can be someone we can build around. But, but Sibley and Crawley, Rob, I just I don't see how either of them um, play in that first test against India at the moment. Yeah. I think the, the other way to look at Sibley, and there are worries, but if you're going to go, is Sibley the guy? Let's change the team around. Let's say that you've got Ben Stokes in the team and you've got Josh Butler. If Sibley yep. goes out there and averages, what was it, 34 this series? Mm. No one's done better than that other than Rory Burns. And over the last yes. few years, we've struggled to get mm. someone that could average 34. He averaged 40 at home last year. Mm. I'm playing devil's advocate here because I yeah, don't no. fundamentally like his technique. And I think mm. against... Um, Against most teams, he's going to get found out in some way over the course of a series. This is my issue. It's not necessarily what he's done. Even if he he batted better, I would still be saying I have question marks over him. It depends what we want. Do we are we satisfied about having somebody that will just build a foundation because we're so terrified of allowing our middle order to be to be vulnerable? Um, you know, that we have to go at two and over or bat for 30 overs and get a bit of a foundation. Now, every team wants a foundation built by openers that are batting steady but they have to be able to score runs as well otherwise you're just going you're just creating pressure not just on those two eventually but also the guys coming next to them you know if you're entering the field where you're going at two and over in a test match you straight away going to be thinking i'd like to get this, the scoreboard moving on a little bit now um i think there are other players out there potentially that could do a similar job to him be resolute determined strong in defense etc but potentially offer more of a threat and and be able to score bigger and longer the reason he averaged 34 in this, this test series is because he got 60 not out yep. in the second test where he batted for about three and a half days to get that. <laughs> he didn't take any risks. You know, I'm sure if you said to anybody, you can go and bat for as long as you want and don't play a positive cricket shot, you can probably accumulate those runs if you face 300 balls or 200 balls or whatever it might have been. Yeah. Um, I'm probably coming across harsher because I'd like him to be a test match opener. But at the moment, I just don't think there's any redeeming characteristic apart from that he is the determined guy yes. um, and I don't think that's enough to warrant a test place and at the moment as much as I like Crawley and what he did last summer I don't think he can play either Root's going to be at four you've spoke about Ben Stokes coming back he'll be at five there is a spot at number six which I would imagine will go down to Lawrence or Pope potentially Lawrence at the moment yeah. depending I mean both of those guys Pope averaging 31 and a half Lawrence 29.9 you know it's <laughs> we've had a hundred out of Pope but we haven't had one yet out of Lawrence 
So something needs to give with those boys, but that's a better looking batting lineup for me. And that's when you can then start slotting in a two and potentially a more experienced number three. And I think there is a name doing the rounds at the moment after this one innings that he's had in county cricket since his return from IPL. And that's Darwin Milan. So he, he, he wouldn't be for me. I would go with Tom ready, willing and able. Um, Interesting. Good shout. Yeah. I think he's, well, he's, mm. he's the highest run scorer batting at number three that's England eligible in county cricket mm. this year. He's, there has been some talk, hasn't there? Around you know, when good you years on the yeah. bats, I feel like he might be there. One thing about Dan Lawrence, mate: three innings, eighty-one not out, was bookended by two ducks. Yeah, average forty, a, but that is it's a concerning experience. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he's shown potential, hasn't he? In that, and he's shown all the good things, but he's also shown the bad things. It's the same as Pope. It's the same. It's when it starts repeating, isn't it? One thing that they spoke about wasn't it? Graham Thorpe, commentators, etc. You know, Graham Thorpe is noting it's not just an ex-pro, he's the batting coach talking about it. And it's talking about that decision-making, um, execution of shots. It is, you know, they've all scored runs regardless of what techniques they all have. It's, what, why can't you now score runs? Why are you playing the wrong shot to the wrong ball? Something is not right with some of these players, whether it's Sibley, whether it's Crawley, whether it's Pope, whether it's Lawrence, even Root to, you know, in, in this, uh, this series. But they are not making good decisions. It's mental. It's not batting technique or ability. Um, and and I, I think the way Thorpe was talking, um, it's all about, he's asking the question, do you have the game, the mental fortitude to improve and learn and push yourself forward when you have a bump in the road? I think that's a massive warning, reading between the lines. Go and read the rest of his his, his interview, but huge, huge warning to these bat- batters, basically saying you need to go and show what you're made of. Mm. Do you want to play test cricket? Are you good enough? Are you strong enough? And we spoke about it so many times, haven't we? It's not about the ability necessarily. They're all good players if you're playing first-class cricket. Have you got that X factor? Have you got that mentality, that temperament to go and bat in test match cricket? You don't have to be the finest player in county yeah. to be a, a test match cricketer if you've got those um, those 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 attributes. It's a, it's a different game though. Like mm. if I'm Dan Lawrence smacking around a 75 mile an hour English yeah. trundler, mm. I'm not saying every single bowler is no, like that. And point. there's nothing mm. wrong with that because they do exceptionally well. But the gulf between someone generally bowling 82 to 85 mile an hour, being able to swing it and seam it both ways at test match cricket is a big difference to county cricket. And mm. also is the amount of fodder that gets bowled at you. Where are your release shots? Well, very That's quickly, crazy. people know what those release shots are and won't bowl those areas. They will mm. build up pressure over time, and then you'll get the mm. wide one that you think, oh, that's the one, that's my shot. And that's when Lawrence mm. and Crawley have mm. gone and nicked off previously. So it's, mm. it's Thorpe is right. It's a learning experience, both mentally and technically, and it's an understanding. Like, these guys are young. They haven't played against bowlers that's played 80 test mm. matches and got 300 wickets many times. They mm. don't know what that bowler's trying to do to help them out. And if I'm that batsman, I would be going up to Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad. And I mm. assume they do, but there's no guarantees that happens. And going, mm. how would you try and get me out? Yeah. Where, where would you yeah, bowl? What have you seen? What, yeah. You've played against Tim Southey. What's what's he going to try and do? Mm. Um, and learn from that way, because it's all well and mm. good. Like At this elite level, they can all play cricket. Mm. It's it's the minuscule one, two percent that makes a huge amount of difference in having a really solid yeah. game plan and being decisive in yeah. whatever you're you're gonna do. We 
we did a podcast that never came out with Francois Leclou, played first-class cricket in South Africa, played South African under-19. Mm. He was captain. Incredible cricketer. The, mm. the guy that hit the ball hardest out of anyone I've ever seen. Mm. Amazingly talented, got to first-class level and didn't have enough confidence in his ability to go mm. and do it. And I said, what do you regret? And he goes, just not not playing my game, not believing yeah. in myself. Um, the things that got me there, I felt I needed to be different um, mm. and kind of went into my shell a little bit. And then when I mm. lashed out, it wasn't in my rhythm. It wasn't how I go about mm. things. Yeah. And and that you can take that story, you know, that's Francois, that could be to anybody when they take the, any step up, yep. you know, going from second team to first team club cricket, mm. first team to whatever representative, second 11 to first 11 or county cricket, first 11 to test match cricket. You can, you know, potentially change your way, not back your skills, not back what got you to that point in the first place. And sometimes, and this is the thing when we're talking about some of these players not potentially playing going forward, it's not saying never. It's just saying at the moment they've gone in, they've maybe not made uh, the best representation of themselves in their own game. They need to step back, whether that's Sibley, Crawley, Pope, Lawrence, whoever, and then relearn, improve, think about, you know, mentally as well as technically and come back a stronger player. That's what we want. We, we, these players aren't good enough. Those four players aren't good enough at this moment in time for Test cricket. But all four of them should be good enough in the future. Yeah. Uh, but they've got to get a few things right. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 so much about the mental aspect. It doesn't matter what level and Test match, especially obviously. Yeah. Um, just quick on the reason I mentioned Milan, it's an interesting one because his name is being bandied about. I think even Michael Vaughan said it. So that makes me sit uncomfortably with that. Um, but he scored 199 in his first innings back in county cr- cricket. Last time he was playing for England in a test side, he wasn't the player that has then then went on to become the top T20 player in the world. Correct. His game has changed. He's had got experiences, different, you know, different experiences. He's got, you know, just I imagine a confidence. You hope he hasn't lost too much of the red ball techniques, <laughs> but he scores 199. It can't be too bad. Um, but he's a different person that was that first played for this England side. A lot of experience going around the world, international cricket, as well as um as well as a you know representative IPL etc. So that's that's why I would potentially say he might be a shout. And just while we're talking about him, we will quickly wrap up this test match in a moment. But Hasib Hamid was the man in the squad, wasn't he? He was called up as cover uh, when folks went out. He didn't yeah. play, obviously. He has to be the man that if they make a decision on Sibley, he has to be the man to replace him and partner Rory Burns, doesn't he? You would you would think. <laughs> you would yeah, think um, you, that, that yeah. would be a natural mm. s- selection. Um, the Milan one's interesting, and there's mm. a high probability that he comes back in. And the reason I say that is the Ashes down in Australia. Yeah. Mm. He was immense down in Australia, 2017 18, mm. 383 runs, an average of 42, 350s, 100 nice. in yeah. Australia. Tracks obviously suit him playing that sort of way. So why why wouldn't he be in the conversation mm. about coming down? Difference being, when he scored all those runs, runs he was batting at number five. England okay. on after a number five. England yeah. are after a number three. Yes, he's done that in county cricket, but batting at three in Australia mm. is different to batting at five. Unless yeah. you're England and you're three down in five overs, mm. then it doesn't really make much difference. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, we're not here to to predict the squad for India, uh, the first Test match against India at all tonight, but it's just really interesting to just try and think ahead of where this side might look. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, players coming back in. There's also your Moen Ali's, your Sam Curran's, your Chris Wokes, a plethora of um, players coming back in, really, isn't there? So it will, but it will be interesting. I just, if if they stay with this pretty much the same setup for that first test, I don't think it will be by the fifth test. Simple as that. There will be changes because they have to get sharp uh, looking for what's going to happen uh, in Australia. Um, quickly, let's wrap things up. And Rob, uh, so New Zealand just need a target of 38 runs. The skipper took them home, 23 not out of Tom Latham. Uh, Conway and Will Young were both snaffled on the way, though. Uh, Brody got Conway and Will Young played on, chopped on for uh, for Ollie Stone. Ross Taylor not, not out, 41 for two. Um, job done, game over. As we said, Matt Henry was man of the match. Player of the series, Devin Conway. Rory Burns, obviously, for England. <sighs> Just outplayed, outclassed, uh, outthought, um, mentality-wise, completely different. Um, just just night and day between the two sides in this series. And obviously, goes without saying, really, but right, rightful winners. Uh, it probably should have been 2-0, really, when you look back on it um, in a bit of retrospect. Yeah, uh, just a class performance. The, the news and media out here has been awesome about it. They, it's, a, it's seen as a massive achievement. You know, we are, I, I use the term we, now I've been here seven years. It's, and we, now you won a test match. What, yeah, now we've won a test match. In <laughs> fact, very interestingly, I was at a bar on Saturday night talking to a guy Gosh. and uh, was was talking about my daughter and she's Kiwi, I'm, I'm English. And she started calling me Pom. And they went, oh, you're a Kiwi, aren't you? I said, um, no, not really. I'm English. Um yeah. When I support New Zealand over England at sport, that is when I will turn myself as being a Kiwi. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And it, it's the, the next generation has to be, I think, especially if they're born in those countries when people move away. Um, always said that, so you, I think you're right. But yeah, you never know. One day, Rob, you might choose New Zealand over England, especially if maybe New Zealand football suddenly come from nowhere and or take on England in a World Cup or something. That'd be class. Um, <laughs> That'd be class. Yeah, I, I, I give props to this mm. Black Caps team, mate. They've, mm. they've been immense. We spoke about 2014. Mm. We said they were seventh in the Test match rankings. Now they're number one. At the same mm. time, they were eighth in one-day cricket. Now they're number one. And there's a few things mm. that's gone on there. Gary Stead is the coach in charge. Now mm. we had Mike Kesson before, both forward-thinking yep. coaches. Mike Kesson's gone on to bigger and better things since then. New Zealand played 71 test matches before McCullum came captain in 2013 and won 35%, mm. which is very, very low. But since then, they've won 62%, which in that period is ranked the highest out of any test nation. And it's a complete mm. change of shift of mindset, mm. um, believing in themselves. I do believe New Zealand is a country that's benefited from T20 franchise cricket mm. because it's given guys who don't get exposure more exposure to things so it mm. has been really beneficial but the thing is those guys come back into the system and they play first class cricket Kane mm. Williamson plays first class cricket when available Ross Taylor plays mm. first class cricket mm. these guys play cricket all formats in New Zealand mm. TV coverage has been exceptional um, we've started to get mm. New Zealand Black Caps T20 games on TV on free to air mm. TV that's cool. And um, mm. the Super Smash has been on free to air mm. TV. Mm. They are doing a lot of good things. And the, as a country, the sporting world is evolving in New Zealand. Mm. Rugby is dying in New Zealand. People yeah. don't want their kids to play rugby as much in New Zealand because of mm. injuries, concussions, those yeah. sorts of things. There's mm. a severe lack of funding going into the grassroots yeah. game. They're trying to sell off pod of the All Blacks. 
basketball's the number one sport on the rise with football and cricket is nicely in that mixer in the yeah. summer because it is seen as the summer sport down the beach. And yeah. the things they just they do a they're doing it well, mate. And I'm yeah. very proud of them. There's a huge part of me that's got this affinity yeah. towards the black caps and I love to see them win, not necessarily at this expense of, of England, but it is yeah. it is nice to see the black caps do well at sport considering that's where I live. Yeah, absolutely. And, and wouldn't expect anything else, Rob, to be honest. They're just such a likeable group of guys. They're, they're led by a great guy in Williamson and just one to 11. There's not a player in this in, in either of these lineups that you can point to and say, he really annoys me or he, yeah. I don't like that guy. There isn't that, there's, there's not a David Warner in there, is there, that we can all just yeah. go, he's an idiot. <laughs> um, great team. I mean, they could, uh, I don't know what the squad's gone down to. I, I haven't found out who's missed out uh, for the World Test Championship. Uh, but any, they could just pick names out of a hat just about and they would be ultra competitive playing against India. Uh, which starts later this week, 18th of uh, 18th of June, uh, in Southampton GS um, Bowl um, for the uh, World Test Championship. Rob, so I would not bet against New Zealand. India are a fantastic side, second best side in the world, uh, but New Zealand are rightly number one at the moment after this performance. Um, England, by the way, have moved down to fourth. Australia are third. So that just you know, just just starts sprinkling a little bit of competition, doesn't it, again, um, for what's coming up later in the year. Uh, but hopefully we'll get back, maybe have a little chat about what's coming up for this World Test Championship, Rob. Um, yes. England, though, next, just, just let's get ahead a little bit. I'm not going to go into it now, but just to let you know, England will reconvene 23rd of June uh, in Cardiff, um, and they'll play two, two um, T20s there before they move to the AGS Bowl themselves uh, against Sri Lanka. Uh, names in that squad, just to be aware of. Sam Billings is obviously in the test squad. Uh, we also have David Milano, we spoke about, um, and the likes of uh, Chris Wokes, Currens, etc. cetera. Uh, David Willey recalled as well, and Liam Dawson as well. Interesting name. Someone you spoke about, didn't you, when we were talking about spinners yes. for the test side. So that's an interesting one, but obviously led by Morgan. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how people like Moen Ali, David Milano, et cetera, perform in that game before the three ODIs that come up again. Uh, after these T20s. Um, and then it's Pakistan, isn't it, before India? So lots and lots and lots of cricket still to come, Rob. Um, anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap up this uh, two-test match series? One thing. Go on. Mm. Everyone talks, Twitter talks, about most teams being terrible away from home. And for the most aspect of it, that is fundamentally <laughs> correct. Everyone is good in that environment. However... Since 2018, New Zealand have got nine wins, four defeats away from home. Mm-hmm. Nine wins, four defeats. Three of those defeats, uh, three or two of those defeats was against Australia and Australia, which was a battering. So for everyone that was going on Twitter going, Black Caps are rubbish away from home, you're missing the context of the last three years as part of that conversation. Stats will prove whatever you want it to prove, Rob. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Absolutely. No, get it, get it in there. They are rightly the number one team in the world at the moment. And I think they, oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I, but I, mm, do I say it? Yeah, they're going to go and win the World Test Championship. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll look forward to that. We'll be jumping on in the next couple of days, do a preview for that ICC first ever World Test Championship final, which is ultra exciting and getting heaps of TV coverage out here, which is exceptional. <laughs> One Not thing. over here. <laughs> <laughs> the test matches are being shown on Spark Sport. Yeah. 
And then the World Test Championships on Sky Sports. So you've got to pay two different vendors for access to watch the cricket, which is bizarre. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. Cracking series between the two teams, more so if you're a New Zealand fan, England fan. Well, it's one thing that we love. We can go back to the drawing board and work out who's going to come next. Exactly. <laughs> we love a chat about the next opener, don't we? <laughs> it is. If, you, if you're brand new around here, guys, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to. And it's goodbye from us. <laughs>